welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board gaming. I'm your host Albert, and this is episode 57, Dungeon Crawling Deck Building. Hey everybody, welcome back. I know it's been a long time since the last show, I think it's actually been four weeks. Um, sorry about that. I was actually planning to do a show on a different game, Nations, but uh, that hasn't worked out quite right yet. That should be the next episode. That, that will be the next episode for sure, one way or another. So in the meantime, I'm bringing you Thunderstone Advance. It's a game I've been wanting to talk about for a little while now. Um, I finally got a chance to play it a bunch, and I've had a lot of fun with it. Because this show is a shorter notice than I had expected, I don't have much else to talk about other than the game and the news and that sort of stuff. I've already recorded part of the other episode, so I am going to go ahead and lift the news off that and stick it in here and whatnot, uh, lest it becomes irrelevant. So let's uh, let's jump into the news. First up, in case you hadn't noticed, it is officially National or International Solitaire Gaming Month. That's right, we're in May 2014. May is Solitaire Gaming Month. Make sure you go and play some solitaire games and celebrate it and all that. It is also taco month. So make sure you go eat as many tacos as you can. There's a, a geek list in PGG for taco month where you could sign up and try and eat 31 tacos. One taco a day. Not that hard. There are, there have been a few solitaire games on Kickstarter, but now I'm only seeing two, about two left, unfortunately. And there may be a couple, but if there are, I've just missed them. One of them is, well, one of them is going to be gone by the time you hear this, because by the time I publish this, is Escape, the big box. It's a it's a big expansion from Queen Games. And the other one, which is still available, and honestly doesn't look like it will do so well, is The Legends of Rakasa. It is a fantasy-type game, uh, questing in the world. So that that's the only two I found, unfortunately. There were a few others, but I guess they've uh, completed because I don't see them. There are more. There is more news though. There's a game called The Daedalus Sentence that was announced coming out, I guess, later this year. It sounds from the description like it's sort of, um, sort of like Escape in that players are trying to get out of this place and you have a time limit. It's not the same because the time limit is one hour. The game is an hour long. I don't know if it's exactly an hour or about an hour or what, but. There isn't much information yet. And it also has a circular board that apparently rotates somehow. So that should be neat to see. There's a couple other games that are coming up. that um, I recently got some games from Mayfair Games. And they sent me a catalog in the package. The catalog is really impressive actually. It's about the size of a magazine. It's 64 pages long. Um, full color catalog. Pretty nice. But I noticed in the back in the coming soon section. There's three games mentioned out of the six that support Solitaire Game. Solitaire play, I'm sorry. One is called Mad City. It's for one to four players age eight and up. I don't know much about it. It looks like it's probably some sort of kid's game. The next one is Hot Tin Roof. It involves cats. And it's for one to four players. And again, eight and up. Don't know anything more. Well, I know the price. They both retail for about $35 is, is the suggested price. And finally, a game called Villainy. And that's also for one to four players, ages eight and up again. All these games for eight and up. There is no price for this one yet, so this is probably farther off. And the cover looks like it's a superhero game. It's hard to tell. It's a small picture, and it's all line drawings. I get the impression the cover isn't red done. Maybe it's supposed to look like that, but maybe not. I don't know. 
And the final piece of news is there is now, and I think it's been around for at least a few weeks, a Google group for Solitaire Gaming. If you're on Google+, come check out the Solitaire Board Gamers Alone Together um, community. It's moderated by Kevin Kitchens, which if you're on the Solitaire Games on your table geek list, you'll have seen him there. Let's go ahead and uh, resolve the contest. I decided to give away a, um, a magic challenge deck, so let's do that. I didn't have too many entrants. Let's go see. Boom. Alright, as I said last time, I'm going to give away a Magic the Gathering challenge deck. Um, it's been three weeks, so I've had tons of entries. I've written everybody's name on a slip of paper, and on that paper I've also put the name of a card, so now this is supposed to be an old magic card. I don't know why I did that, I just did. And I'm going to draw one name from this box, and whoever's name I draw wins that deck. The winner with Icy Manipulator is Dave. Congratulations, Dave. Um, I will contact you or you can contact me about the, your prize. Okay, before uh, we get any farther, we are in May now, so let's talk about the April Hot Games. Number five, we have a four-way tie for Mage Knight, Freedom, the Underground Railroad, Dawn of the Zeds, and Hun the Hunters, the German U-Boats at War. Um, so that, that's quite a lot of games. That's a surprise. For number four, for the fourth place, we have Infection, Humanity's Last Cap. I don't know if there's a challenge for that, and I wonder. Um, that's a neat game. It's nice to see it on here. Number three, with ten plays, is Friday by Friedman Freeze. Number two is Rallyman, and do know there's been challenges going on for that. That's a interesting looking game. I'd like to know more about someday. It's a racing game. And the number one played game in April is Flashpoint Fire Rescue with 14 plays. For April, we had 196 unique games played with a total of 384 plays amongst those games. That was quite a busy month. So today's game, as I mentioned, is Thunderstone Advance. It was designed by Mark Elliott and released in 2012. And actually, this is a, a re-implementation of the game Thunderstone, also by Mark Elliott, released in 2009. Now, the two games actually aren't that different. As a matter of fact, if you have Thunderstone, you can mix it in with Thunderstone Advanced and play them using cards from both sets because they are... They have the same backs, and the rules are very, very similar. There's a few small differences, I think. Now, I have played both games, but it's been a while since I've played Thunderstone. I don't remember it too well. All the mechanics are the same. The The cards that you're going to have are different. I, do I think the Advance does introduce some of the cards from the original game, and maybe some of its expansions. But, like I said, they're basically the same game with some, some improvements. And uh, My understanding is most people definitely prefer Thunderstone Advanced over Thunderstone. So, anyway... Uh, before I start comparing the two, I'm not even sure I can do that, but before that we get into that sort of thing, let me tell you more about what the game is about. This is basically a deck building game, similar to Dominion in, in the playstyle, I guess, but but a little more complex than Dominion. As a matter of fact, it came out shortly after Dominion. I think it was one of the very first deck building games after Dominion. In Thunderstone Advance, you have a, 
where there is a thunderstone and these evil monsters and that sort of thing are trying to steal it and take it and destroy the world and that kind of thing. And you're trying to stop them with your heroes. And so you're, so you're going to start with a small deck of cards, 12 cards, and there's six regulars, which are, are very uh, low-level fighters. You've got torches, um, two torch cards, two weapons, and two thunderstone shard cards. Yeah, that's right. And there's a, a set of village cards which you could buy from. And then there's a dungeon deck. And the dungeon deck is full of monster cards which you're going to be fighting. Your goal in this game basically is to get experience points. Um, let's say you're playing the multiplayer game to have more experience points than your opponent. The experience points come pretty much just from the monster cards in the dungeon deck. So you have to buy the cards in the village and build up your powerful deck to be able to defeat these monsters. Now you do get a couple experience points if you have the really high level heroes, which I haven't explained yet, but uh, you'll get very little from that. Um, so as I said, you have a village card. There's different types of cards you can buy in the village. There's there's villagers, which could be fighters or cutpers or different types of people. There's a dog in one of the expansions. Um, and these are different kinds of cards that are going to help you out one way or another. There is spells. You could buy different types of spells. There is items, which could be different things like a torch. In the old game, there's food rations that no longer exist and other different types of equipment you might be able to use to benefit and benefit from. And then there is equip uh, weapons. The uh, weapons are going to help you fight when you go into the dungeon. Then there are hero cards. The heroes are the the fighters that are going to go into the dungeon. Or they could be fighters or wizards or whatever. You know, I haven't mentioned it, but basically this is a, a fantasy theme. But I have said it's a dungeon crawl, so that should be obvious by now. Anyway, so you're buying different kinds of cards. Each card has different attributes. It has a cost. It has... A f some cards have a fighting ability. Some cards have a... The hero cards have a strength of how much they could carry. And then the stuff, the equipment, like the weapons, actually have a, a weight. So you gotta be strong enough to hold some of the weapons, to use some of the weapons. Now, one thing that's really neat is the, the heroes. When you play, you're gonna have four, you're gonna have your regulars, which are heroes, and you're gonna have four other heroes, which are special heroes. And they get to level up. When you buy one originally, it starts at level one. And as you fight monsters, you get experience points. You could level them up to level two, then level three. And level three is as high as they go, at least as of right now. Besides these cards, you're also going to get some uh, some cool little Thunderstone victory points and and a board. The game has a board, it's a, so you could lay out your cards on there. It's not the board's not at all necessary, but it does help organize the game a little bit and helps you keep track of what's going on and what to do and that sort of thing. Oh, and there's also familiar cards. The familiar there's also familiar cards and curse cards. Okay, so I've told you about the village. I've told you about the familiars and the curses a tiny bit. Familiars are, you're going to be able to get a familiar as you're playing. When you kill your first monster, or whenever you kill a monster from the dungeon deck, you could draw a familiar and you could do that one time in the game, so you're going to have one familiar at most. Um, if you're like me, you're going to forget until about halfway through the game, and then finally get it when you know it doesn't benefit you as much at this point, since you have so many more cards. And then the other kind of cards are curses, which are generally bad, or disease cards. Um, these cards are going to make it harder to fight, and you generally get these when you go into dungeons. Some creatures give you diseases, 
So as I said, this is a dungeon crawler. You're going to have all the village cards you're going to buy, and then you have the deck of monsters you're going to fight. You're going to draw cards from the, the dungeon deck and place them on the board, and each turn you're going to draw another card and move the ones that you've already drawn forward. So you have a line of monsters you're fighting. The The monsters closest to you are in the first row, or the first level of the dungeon, I guess. And the farther back they go, the deeper into the dungeon they are. When you play, there's two sides of the board. You either play an easy version or a hard version. The easier side has four levels. The harder side has three levels. Now, one thing that's interesting is the deeper into the dungeon the, the creatures are, the more torches you need to be able to get to where they are and see them and fight. Um, or more light. There's cards like torches and other cards that give you light. Um, when you go into the, to fight in the dungeon, if you're fighting a monster in level two, you'll need two torches. If you're going to level three, you'll need three torches and so on. No, I'm sorry, three lights, not three torches. And if you don't have that much, then it's harder to fight, so you gotta, add, it basically it adds one strength to the monster, where it subtracts one from your fighting ability. So I've kind of told you about all the different cards and a little bit here and there about how the game works. So basically the way the game works is the deck builder. You have a deck of cards. You can, each turn you can draw six cards and you can have a different mix of cards and then you gotta decide what you want to do. Do you want to go to the village and stock up on new supplies or basically buy new cards? Do you want to go into the dungeon and fight? Do you want to rest and he, and disc- if you rest you could discard one card so you could use it to heal or to get rid of weak cards you don't want anymore? Or do you want to just prepare for the next round, which you get to discard any cards that you have in your hand and put them back on the top of your deck and get rid of the rest. So you can decide which of those four things to do. Generally, you're always either going to pick go to the village or go to the dungeon. I mean, you might do the other ones, but they're they're less common. The first two are the, at the heart of the game. Um, if you go to the village, your different cards you have have a gold value on them. You add up all those gold amounts and you could spend on any cards in the village. Um, also while you're there, if you've gained any experience points from fighting monsters, you could spend those experience points to level up any hero card you have in your hand. And that's basically your village turn right there. The, if you go into the dungeon, you get to fight the creatures now, so now you're gonna play all your cards that are heroes and equipment and whatever, play them all out, get all the benefits you want from these cards, and then choose one of the monsters to fight, and hopefully your this the attack ability of all your heroes added up, plus their equipment, plus any other special cards, is the same or higher than the monsters you're def- you're fighting. You'll pick one of the monsters in the dungeon and fight that monster, and if you win the fight, you get the card and it goes into your deck, which is victory points that you have now in your deck, but, you know, like in other deck builders, it, it also gets in the way because a lot of times these monsters don't have any good qualities to them. Now, it's not always true. Some actually do. Some will give you gold. Some will give you abilities. But they tend to be not as useful as cards that you get from the village. Now, I'm not going to get into the detail of all the different abilities and that sort of thing because there's just too many cards in the game, right? Um, but generally speaking, when some cards that you buy will give you certain benefits in the village, like say maybe draw an extra card or you have the ability to buy an extra card because only you can only buy one. Um, when you go to the dungeon, again, some cards give you different abilities, like the it might give you one of your characters more strength so they could have a, a heavier weapon and generally a more powerful weapon. Or it may give certain bonuses, you may get to draw extra cards, that sort of thing. The monsters you're fighting also have abilities. And they, they 
there's a couple different kinds. There's a battle ability, which will happen when you choose to fight one monster. That ability is going to happen. And the abilities could be anything from subtracting uh, or making you discard a card that you're fighting with, like one of your heroes, to actually destroying one of your cards and taking it out of the game entirely. There's an aftermath ability that happens after you've done the fight. This happens. So some abilities happen during the fight. And if you lose a card from that battle ability, it's actually going to... Like, let's say it says discard one fighter, or one regular. You now have one less card that's doing an attack in your, in your deck. So if you thought you were doing 10 points, now suddenly you're only doing 9. The aftermath doesn't happen until after the fight, so it's a little bit better. Um, and then, and then, like I said, some of these monsters, after you defeat them, you get a benefit. So what I've described is the basic game of Thunderstone. The... The game is a multiplayer game, but it does bring solitaire rules in the box. The way the solitaire game works is each turn, well, the dungeon, The remember I mentioned there's cards that are face up from the dungeon? When you, when the game starts, they're all face down. There are no cards, and it's just a draw deck. And each turn, you're going to draw one card and add it to the dungeon and push all the other cards in front of it forward. If, when you do this at a turn, the dungeon's already full, the... Depending on which side of the board you're playing, it's either three or four spaces. Let's say you're playing the three-space side. If it's already full, you're going to take the first card, and he's out of the game. He's gone away. And then you're going to move the other cards forward and add the new one. So there's always three cards. If you go to the dungeon and you fight a monster, then there's a space. So let's say you had killed one of the four. Now there's only three left. You can move those cards up and, and fill in a space. So generally, not fighting a monster or fighting and not winning is bad. Um, and you're going to keep going through the deck until you get to the Thunderstorm Bearer, Thunderstone Bearer card. Once you fight him, if you win, you get the card and you'll get his victory points. If you lose, he runs away and takes off with the Thunderstone, and the game is over. Now, what you're going to do now, once you've played the game, is you're going to add up the victory points from all the monsters that got away and compare it to the victory points that you've earned during the game that's in your deck. Uh, and your goal is to basically have a higher number of victory points. So so that's a basic game. Um, I have found it very hard, uh, which is a good thing. I have found that of the, all the games I've played, I have never won. Sometimes I think I'm really close, and like uh, I played a game tonight, and it's probably the best I've done yet, and I added up my score at the end, and I lost by two points. So So I like that it's challenging. One thing also I like, it's a deck builder, so there are a lot of cards. The, the box brings a lot more cards than you can play with in any given game. Yes, for example, the game brings 11 different heroes plus the regular. When you play a game, you're only going to use four of them. And the same for the other different types of cards. There's a lot more cards than you're going to use in the village. And there's a lot more types of monsters. When you go to set up the game, there are eight different monster decks or so, maybe nine. I'm not sure exactly. You're going to pick three of those sets and play with them. And they have different levels. There's level 1, level 2, and level 3 monsters, right? So the level 1 monsters are easier, level 3 are harder. Um, according to the rules, when you play, you pick one from each level, so there's a good mix in there. And since there's, and they all have different types of abilities and different different things. For example, there's an undead deck, and all the monsters are are undead, and they have certain abilities that are related to, to being undead. So, so each game is going to be very different because of that mix of cards, which is really neat. And that's one of the fun things about deck builders is that trying to figure out how to win with the cards that are available to you that time. Oh, I should also mention there's also multiple 
thunderstorm bearers and you're always going to play with one of them so you don't even know who's who you're going to use until you play so there's there's the base game as I mentioned also I think I also mentioned there's expansions for this game there is a starter set and there's a couple large standalone expansions which are basically other f versions of the full game with different sets of cards and there's a couple small box expansions which require a base game so you could play it I have played with the starter set and the the first Thunderstone Advance box, which is the uh, Tower of Ruin, and I've also played with the Caverns of Bane expansion, which is an add-on expansion. The starter set is great to figure out if you're going to like the game, but there's one drawback is that there's not a lot of cards mixed in there, so when you play, I think you use all the village cards but two or three, and all the heroes but one or two, and all the monsters. Though you may have different uh, thunderstorm bearers, um, so one of the fun things about a, a deck builder is that you get different mixes of cards each time, and you like that with the starter set. The starter set also doesn't bring the board or the little thunderstorm tokens you use for experience points that you gain from fighting monsters, so you actually have to supply your own tokens. It's good if you're really unsure about this game. If you don't know if you're going to like it or not, you could probably start with that, and if, if you like it, you're going to probably buy another set later. And now you've just got more cards to mix together, which is totally great. And if you don't like it, I guess you aren't out that much money. Though, honestly, I think you're probably better off just buying a larger set from the beginning. Um, you know, if you don't like a game, you can always trade it, right? So, it, so it's not a big loss. But um, definitely the card and the starter sets are good too, so no reason not to use them. The Caverns of Bane expansion... Now that also has a couple new things, or at least one new thing, which is the treasure cards. The treasure cards, if you use them in a game, are added to the dungeon deck. And they're basically treasures that these monsters are carrying. And the way it works is, when you draw a deck from the monster, from the dungeon deck, when you, the way it works is when you draw a card from the dungeon deck, if it's a treasure, you then draw another card, and whatever monster you drew is carrying that treasure. The treasure tends to help the monster. They're not just carrying it around just because they like carrying things to give away. It's actually something useful to him. That adds to strength or his, his battle ability or whatever. If you defeat the monster, you now get the treasure, and then it's also going to have abilities you could benefit from when, when you draw it from your deck later on. So, so that's a neat twist to the game. I think there's something like 6 or 12 treasure cards. It's not a lot. Maybe it's more than that. It seems like it's more. I haven't played with them yet. Um, I've been putting that off, but they, they do look really neat. Now, I don't know what the other expansions add. One was just released like three or four weeks ago, I think, um, called Worlds Collide, and that's another large standalone expansion, so I have everything you need to play. And I believe that is mainly, if not entirely, redone cards from the original Thunderstone game. So the game comes in a, in a large size box, it's a square box, and when you buy it, you, you're surprised that it's, uh, the box is mostly empty. There's actually a lot of space in there for a lot more. So the idea is that as you get more expansions, your box can grow and you can fit a lot more cards into it. It's, it's, that's true whether you buy the uh, the starter set or the Tower of Ruin set or whatever. The, the box is not full. It's got room to grow. And it brings dividers, which is really neat. So all the dividers are a little bit taller than the basic cards. And they have the title of the cards in there. So when, when you go play, for example, I'm using a, an app on my phone to randomize the deck for me. 
and it'll tell me which cards to use and then I just look up the cards in the box and they're all sorted and organized really nicely and pull them out and that reminds me of one thing the setup for the game I enjoy setting it up I like uh, seeing what different cards are going to have and I get to play with that turn I don't enjoy putting away as much because you end up having a you know you've got a deck of cards you've been buying and drawing from all these little decks now you've got to go and sort them back out and then put them all away in the box you know wherever their divider is so it's a little bit annoying putting it away not too bad I mean in a way it is kind of fun it's just by the time I'm done with the game I'm always ready to like to, to put it away and get it uh, get that done the hardest part is probably the monsters because they're all really shuffled and they all look pretty similar well they all have different pictures so it's not like the other cards um, from the village for example all the cards from each village deck are gonna be exactly the same so it's really easy to put those away the monsters have different art depending on the monster within one monster group. As a matter of fact, I found I'm really bad at putting those away. Today when I was playing, uh, one of the monsters that I killed, after I killed him, I looked at him and realized he wasn't really from any of the groups I was playing with. I must have put it away wrong last time. But anyway, the, the one thing that's neat is that because of the dividers, uh, when you take the cards out from behind the divider, that divider and the next one are now up against each other, and it's really easy to find where the cards go as you're putting it away. So once you've sorted them all out again, it's pretty easy to put the game away. Uh, the insert's nice. It's a, it holds all the cards. It's, it's ridged along the bottom, so everything fits nice and doesn't like slide around too much, which is a neat touch. I do think this game shines the best when you've got one or two expansions. I don't think you need more than that, but you know, definitely once once you've been playing and you're enjoying yourself. I was going to say, oh, I want another expansion, see what other cards are out there. I've been playing, and I have, there's still a bunch of cards I have not played with. There's certain cards I see coming up over and over. And it's kind of neat just seeing those different mixes. Now also, the, the rule book brings different ways to play. It, it's got the basic rules, which I've pretty much, or I've more or less described. It's also it's got certain scenarios you could play. And these are basically just like a specific uh decks you're going to pick and cards you're going to use. You know, it's got a theme around it. For example, here's one called the Tower of Contempt. All around the tower are flames. Not a cheery bonfire that chases the cold. This is a dark, hungry conflagration. Dragons wheel above, soaring up the updraft above Orsig's central tower. That summoner must be entirely mad. Not even kobolds like to wake dragons. Kobold clans spend a generation just trying to keep their draconic gods asleep. Orsig has awakened what looks like near a dozen of them. He couldn't have done that alone. This might be the good death I have trained for. Havelock Watersong, Velminder, Martyr of Bale Boyd. And then it tells you use the dungeon side of the board and use these specific heroes, these specific village, and these specific monsters. Now besides that, I know that on, there's also some, well, those are the scenarios. There's also some online scenarios that, that, they tweak the rules a little bit so the game doesn't play quite the same. I haven't tried them at all, so I don't know what the tweaks are. But they'll change certain things, like maybe, you know, you could buy two cards each turn, or maybe more car monsters come out, that sort of thing, I think. Um, the rulebook is also full of variants. For example, if you're finding the game too too easy, which I can't imagine, you instead of using a level 1, a level 2, and a level 3 set of monsters, maybe use all level 3. I mean, it'd be crazy hard, but that will be a neat challenge. Um, I'm finding, like I said already, I, I haven't won a game yet, and I'm using generally a level 1, level 2, level 3, like the rules suggest. So obviously there's still a lot to learn with this game. 
Um, you know, say so just pick three groups at random. You make it super easy. You make it super hard. Maybe use more types of monsters if you want. Uh, maybe you're gonna pick specific types of cards up front just just so you can see how they work. Uh, one of the neat things is when you're playing is finding the different combinations of cards that work well together. You know, depending on what cards you use, there may be more or fewer of those, and you may find that you have a really powerful deck you could build or not. One of the expansions also adds the the Caverns of Bane expansion adds cooperative play, and I haven't tried that at all. But since this is a solitaire podcast, that's not so important. Though I guess if you want to play with two decks at the same time, you could do it using those rules. So there you go. This is a Thunderstone Advance. It's a neat game. I've really enjoyed it. Um, like I said, you're probably better off if you're going to get this starting with either the big box just to get a good variety. Or if you're going to get a starter, you're probably going to want to get something else really shortly after just to, to have a variety in the cards. Because that that's, I think, makes the game the most fun is, is just the different decks you play with each turn. Well, that's the end of today's episode. If you'd like to contact me, you can find me as Fractaloon on BoardGameGeek, or you can email me at oneplayeralbert at gmail.com. You can also post comments on the Podcast Geek list on BoardGameGeek, or come visit the One Player Guild on BoardGameGeek for comments and discussion and whatnot. The intro music is copyright Angus and is protected under a Creative Commons license and can be found at gemendo.com. The show is published under Creative Commons non-commercial share-alike license. Thanks for listening.